to another episode of A Charge to Keep, the official podcast of Rio Hondo Prep Football. It is uh, a rather somber occasion. Um, Rio Hondo season ended on Friday night in the first round of the CIF Division 10 playoffs, losing to Norwalk High School 28-27. to I was there. Uh, a lot of you were there. Uh, a lot of people were watching from afar. And um, you know what? It's never easy to end of football season and it's never easy to take off the uniform for the last time for those seniors. Uh, we're going to do our best to honor those young men today. And and I want to say right off the bat, how proud I am of the entire football team. I'm going to do my best to keep it together today, but Can't say it enough. And I know. I know hundreds of people that are. So proud. Of those young men. All right. They're so proud of real Hondo and to be from real Hondo after that performance on Friday night. Is it heartbreaking? Yes. It's, uh, it's never easy. And I am, I am just so honored to be a fly on the wall for this football program and to be around it. And, um, I'm going to recover here. I'll be just fine. But, uh, I, I think these young men, they gave so much of us hope, um, maybe a distraction from our everyday life. I mean, real Hondo football is so incredibly special and you hate to see it go, but life moves on. The sun comes up and, uh, you go about your life and hopefully hoping that you can carry yourself accordingly with the lessons you learned. Uh, on the real Hondo gridiron. So um, 
I have a few messages from some uh, some parents and fans that I want to read. I have a, a conversation with Coach Carson today, um, and uh, no player, no alumni, just really just Coach and I going over the the game and kind of the season really and what's for the future. And so uh, I, I just want to say a few words before I get to Coach Carson. I do have some messages I want to get to. I'm just again. I'm got it together now, but I I am so proud of these guys. Um, It was such an honor seeing them grow from the practices in the summer to where they ended up on Friday night. They went up against the Goliath and after, you know, a quarter or so or half of a quarter, it did not look good. It looked like Rio was going to get steamrolled. They couldn't stop Norwalk. And, you know, they, they really didn't stop Norwalk all night long. They needed a stop or two. They got one huge fumble recovery. Uh, Anthony Hernandez making one of the best plays of the year, a huge momentum swing. Rio ended up tying the game and then taking the lead. You could feel that real Hondo magic. If you were there, you could feel it. You, you could feel the tide turning and it was just a slug fest back and forth. Uh, you know, Rio got knocked on the canvas first part of the game down 14, nothing. They responded. They made it 14, six, uh, they made it um they got it to 20 to 13 right before half on an amazing play a, a huge drive there from the from the cares that uh was finalized with Ryan McCullough hitting Nate Curtis on a touchdown pass and with 5 seconds left in the half you felt oh man here we go the cares are within one score and they're getting the ball in the second half then they come out of halftime and go on an 8 minute and 8 second drive there's only 12 minute quarters in high school football they took over 2 thirds of the quarter getting up the field, getting first down after first down, and finally punched it in to tie the game. Uh, I mean, Zane Fruitwala with three clutch snaps on extra points, Tyler Dang with the hold, Marco Chan with the the, the clutch kicks uh, under that those pressure situations to tie the game, to take the lead. That was huge. Ryan McCullough uh, ended his RHP career with a bang, just taking the team on his back like he's done all season. Uh, the, the superb efforts of... Cody Nelson, a uh, senior, uh, Anthony Hernandez, uh, just these guys that that went out there and left it all out on the field. And I I want to welcome those four guys to the most elite fraternity on the planet, and that is uh, RHP football alumni. And most of us, you know, we still follow the team and we still feel a part of it because it never leaves you. And I know those guys are disappointed about their season ending on Friday and their career ending, but it's also an opportunity to welcome those guys, welcome those guys aboard the RHP alumni ship that, uh, you know, may have to sail away for a minute and, and then return to uh, return to RHP in the fall. And, and hopefully the, the lower classmen have fortified their positions to keep this program rolling and to keep the tr- tradition alive. Um, I want to, I want to get to uh, coach Carson here in a minute, but I will read to you first from, um, a couple messages. Well, I think we'll go with one message. And then when I come back, we'll do two more. Uh, I have three messages total, uh, during the coach Carson interview, I'm going to share you something that former head coach Ken drain said, uh, but I'm going to save, I have two, uh, mothers, uh, from the team, Victoria Burl, uh, Monica Nelson. I'm going to save their. Uh, messages for the end of the coach Carson interview, but I want to read something that Steve Almond said from the class of 2000. Um, Steve played on some great football teams. Steve lives up in Oregon. 
you've heard him on the podcast before, and he does a great job running uh, the Oregon football program up there, uh, the youth football and everything. He's a he's a diehard fan. He's he's always watching the, the game on his phone on Friday nights, no matter what he's doing. And uh, I thought what he said was something uh, I wanted to share with you guys. Steve Almond says, Matt, what a season for the kids that weren't supposed to win more than five or six games. This team was the shining of example of what RHP football exemplifies. The underdogs, undersized, young, and not supposed to compete against the, quote, big schools. Discipline, man. The coaches do an amazing job of creating a fun environment of what doing the right thing gets you on the field, which brings us back to the beautiful parallel between football and life. I will sincerely miss watching Ryan and the rest of the seniors wear red, white, and black, but thoroughly look forward to what this young team will do moving forward. Such a heartbreaking loss, but RHP did not disappoint this season. They proved that size and age doesn't mean more than heart. I hope they all hold their heads high and they go right into basketball season with the same attitude. Keep that charge. Well said, Steve. I appreciate your support of the program and of this podcast. You're you're a dear, dear friend, and you he and I chat a lot during the season. So just a, an example of the alumni that are far away now, but still tune in and and care about the cares. And you know the loss was devastating Friday because Rio was there. They stormed back. They took the lead. They fought and they fought and they fought. And, and kudos to Norwalk. It's a great team. They had a, a lot of big horses and and they their offense was was tough to stop. And uh they, there's a reason they're they're the good team that they are. But Rio had the lead for six minutes. They just needed to hold on. And Norwalk just kept breaking away, got down to the goal line, and uh initially went out to line up for the extra point and then decided to go for two in the win. And then Rio still had a chance to win the game. They were driving and unfortunately turned it over late there at, at the end. But I thought. It was going to be quite a storybook ending. Unfortunately, it doesn't always go your way. And that's life, man. And as I mentioned uh, in the opener kind of a little bit already that, you know, unfortunately, some of life's toughest lessons hurt. You know, um, I have I've had a lot of disappointment and some traumatic events go on in my life. But I can say that my my being able to grieve and get through them, uh, starting with like learning how to fail, learning how to come up short. Uh, to give everything you have into something and come up short. That's that's a lesson uh, as far as your character goes, um, how you're going to respond. You can't always, uh, you, you life, life comes at you and you can't always control what happens to you in your life. You can only control what how you respond. And I think that is something that I will always remember that RHP football will um, continue to have in us, whether it's in the back of our mind or a big part of us. Uh, I always say, you know, humble in victory, gracious in defeat. Um, we haven't had to lose too many times this year. Um, you know, we did lose some players. I will say uh, that was tough, losing Armando Cabajal for the season. Um, uh, freshman center, Elijah Gavia, who busted his ankle up in the game. He couldn't walk. He tried to get back in. He just he couldn't give it a go. And so I felt for him. Um, and again, just back to the seniors. Those guys, they gave it all, man. There was only a couple of them um, who played football. and they made us so proud. I, I really, I really, really uh, am just so honored, so humbled by the, their effort. Their effort was so incredible. And I'm so humbled by all the parents that come up to me and say, thank you. I mean, I, I sincerely appreciate it, but this has been honestly 
four of the best months of my life. And I've done a lot of things in my life. I've had some incredible experiences, but being able to follow a football team, one that I truly love and group of people that I love and to see kids grow for four months and document that it has been such a thrill and I can't wait to do it again next year. And, and for many years beyond. And, uh, I went, I went back last night, Saturday night, I was watching the USC game and I kind of, I was still bummed because I'm somebody that hated, I mean, hated losing. I hated losing more than I liked winning. And it's a big reason I went into officiating because, uh, you know, there wasn't a win or loss. I could be impartial and not care about who won. Um, but I, I lost a competitive spirit really after Rio Honda because it was, it was life and death for me. And it was a long time ago and I've, I've matured since then, but uh, I, I don't even like playing like board games and stuff now. Cause I'm like, yeah, what's the point? This isn't uh, anyway, I'll, that's enough about me. But uh, I went back and I started looking at like the Instagram reels and clips at the very beginning. I just saw the growth of the program and to see all the interviews and the moments and the highlights. And it was so cool. And I can't wait to do it again next year. And we're going to have a ton of things we're going to do next year already that I have planned. Um, I was thinking about, you know, starting back up in the summer, but there's some events throughout the year that we're going to uh, be documenting uh, a uniform release and a new uniforms next year, the schedule release. That'll be a really special episode where we would break down the opponents and make that announcement. I'm thinking of having like an alumni get together at some time in the summer, just to kind of rally the alums. There's so many thoughts going through my head and things I want to do. Uh, we'll see if, if I can put it all together, but to the seniors, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for representing Rio Hondo uh, maybe better than other people have before you. Like, I think most of us represented Rio well, but I will always remember the class of 2023. You guys are the first senior class uh, under the Charge to Keep podcast. And no one can ever take that away. I, anytime I look back years from now, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, we start up the Charge to Keep podcast in 2022 football season. And, and these were the seniors on that team. And it's no knock on anyone else in the future. But you guys uh, will always have that. And always, you guys will always be the first in that regard of, a, of guys that, uh, you know, you represented real well and it was worth noting. It was worth starting up a podcast and 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 doing so. And I'm excited for next year's juniors, for next year's uh, seniors, next year's uh, sophomores, all those freshmen who played this year. They got big things ahead. The future is now for sure. And next season starts now. But uh, to the seniors, just thank you for so many memories and getting to chat with each and one, every one of you on Sundays here, as well as some other players. has been a blessing to me. It's got, letting me go back in time a little bit and relive uh, – Relive high school, which I know a lot of us would like to do. Some people would like, some people, they, they look at their high school life and they're like, ah, I don't want to ever go back to that. But man, for a lot of us, especially those are real, maybe not everything, maybe not the morning work, maybe not all the science projects and everything, but to play football again, to strap up or just come out of that tunnel and do that walk, like that, that would be so incredible to do again. And, uh, and we, we never will. And, and you got to accept that and go about your next big journey in life whether it's your career or family and kids or whatever it is, you got to do well. And I think real Hondo football really does build young men, not even young men. These, these young boys became men, not overnight. It took some time, 
but it took a football season. And, and I couldn't be more proud of the work that Coach Carson has done, the assistant coaches, everyone affiliated with the program, the parents and their support, all the team. I mean, just everybody involved is what makes Rio special. And yes, do we want to hang another banner? Someday we will. And uh, it, most Rio teams don't get to hang a banner. It's just the way it is. Most of the time, you're not going to finish number one at something in life. And that's there's a good lesson there. So I won't uh, burn any more of your time here. I have some more things to say at the end of Mark's uh, interview. Well, we were finished up the podcast strong, but let's take a break now from just me rambling away about uh, my emotions and such. Let's get to the head coach, uh, Coach Carson, who will take us uh, through what happened Friday night and just talk about the season a little bit as well. And I do have some messages that I want to read uh, from a couple of uh, parents and maybe if any other ones, uh, any other ones come in here at the end of the show. Uh, but to the seniors and to the entire team, I, I want to thank you. Everyone thanks me. I'm just recording videos, pushing buttons, talking about something I love to, to talk about. But to you guys, you guys made it all happen with your dignity, how you carried yourself, your effort. Can't say enough about the effort. I knew Rio Honda was not going to get blown out. I knew that that wouldn't happen because of the character of the young man on the field. Anyway, let's get to Coach Carson for one last time this season. Uh, about a 40-minute interview, I believe. So, um, yeah, just kind of reminiscent about things. And thank you guys for tuning into this uh, season finale episode of the Charge to Keep podcast. Now let's get to our man in charge, HCMC head coach, Mark Carson. All right, guys, it's good to be back on Sunday with everyone. I'm here with head coach Mark Carson, who is graciously joining us on a Sunday morning once again for one more time. How's it going, Coach Carson? Um, it's going good. You know, would rather be game planning, get ready to play Muir this week. But uh, other than that, everything's great. Well, as you often say, the sun uh, did did come up. You know, Saturday morning it it came up again today. Uh, a little a little earlier with the uh, daylight savings time, I might add, which is nice. So we are well rested. But uh, let's get right to it, Mark. A very difficult playoff loss for you guys, 28-27. Uh, I will say off the bat, one of the best football games I've ever been to in person, especially with a dog in the fight. So. Uh, opening comments from just your team's effort coming up short and uh, what was ultimately, uh, a, it, even though it was a losing effort, quite a memorable Friday night. Yeah, it was a great venue. Um, playoff games are always special because both teams are uh, fighting for their life, so to speak. And um, we knew it was a tough matchup when we saw the draw, uh, just based on their size and and their their squad, you know, pretty much all juniors, seniors. and um, very uh, their offense, which we've seen before in the past, but um, not really to this level with the 265 pound average on, up front on the O line and and a group of guys playing O line only who, who stayed fresh all game and um, that was probably the the key difference was um, they wore us down at the end and and our goal was to have a lead and hold on and we couldn't uh, quite get a big enough lead to hold on but um, can't say enough about our guys. Um, who played hard, not just Friday night, but all season, um, who I think exceeded. Um, you know, internally, we had high expectations, but probably externally to the uh, 
football football viewing community. Uh, low expectations for Rohano this year, but our guys exceeded those and um, had a great season. And it was a great game, you know, and, and uh, just guys making plays when we had to make them, key fourth down conversions, uh, key turnover, uh, great drive to end the first half. Um, and it's really come down to, you know, maybe making one or two more plays. That, that would have been the difference. But um, Norwalk, um, to their credit, have a great system uh, that fits their personnel really well. And um, credit to them for winning the game, and, and we wish them nothing but the best. It was a hard-fought uh, boxing match, really. Um, you guys got punched back, maybe knocked down early, going down 14 nothing, And early on, Mark, this game looked like it could turn into a blowout, like maybe those scores that – Norwalk had put up a 50, 60, even 70 points might, might happen running you guys over. But I was so impressed with how you guys responded. You made some adjustments, the offense got rolling. And then it was just like, okay, if we can score before half, we're within one and we're getting the ball in the second half. There was right. hope once you guys started moving the ball and, and it was so cool to see you guys get off the canvas and start punching back. Yeah, that was, you know, the adversity factor that uh, you want your, to see your guys respond to. You talk about it, you know, in the off season and, and preparing for the season and then end of the season training. Hey, guys, you're going to see some adversity just to see that because it's a sign of, of character uh, from the guys not to fold the tent, not to pack it up when they could have, right, um, kept fighting. And um, I think our seniors did a great job leading the way there on that and, and um, kept our guys in it. And, you know, you're out there, it kind of looks kind of odd when the – when the size differential is so extreme, especially when we were on defense, um, take away Ryan and Josh and a couple of guys, Colby, a few guys like that. Um, you know, we had, we had at times seven or eight lower classmen uh, who aren't big yet out there and just, you know, fighting like lions. And um, that was just great to see. And then on, on offense, making plays, uh, winning a punt. Uh, I think I got that right. Um, I'm going for all from memory here, Matt, because, uh, I never watch our last game, win or lose. And so it, it's, it's going off from memory, but I don't, I don't think we punted. And um, um, that's a credit to our offense and the conversions they had to make in some tough situations, you know, big play. So I, like you said, it was a great game. I'm sure our crowd enjoyed it. Uh, fans watching on, on NFHS probably enjoyed it too. And uh, it was a good crowd there too. And we, we appreciated that support for uh, our HP family coming out. I thought it was it was real Hondo football at its finest. It was, in my opinion, overmatched, undersized. Um, you know, could have could have written them off early, but they just they fought and they missed tackles. They uh, made some mistakes, but ultimately, I said on the pregame show after this game is over, I guarantee you, fans and alumni, we are going to be extremely proud of the effort from these guys, whatever happens. And you hate the cliche, oh, it doesn't matter who wins or lose and this. You hate praising losses or whatever you want to call it. But I was, I was, I came away disappointed, Mark, but I was, I, I felt good about the effort from the guys and every single one, one of them on that team, in my opinion, represented Rio Hondo uh, with, with class, with dignity and with superb effort. So I was so proud of them. I was proud to be a care on Friday night. 
Yeah, and those those tackles you're missing, you know, freshman, sophomore kids out there missing, in a year or two, they're going to be bigger, stronger, and they're making those plays, you know. They're not running through through uh, through us like that. Um, and um, I think you said it right. Yeah, it was a very gutsy performance. Um, and Norwalk, you know, their staff was nothing but complimentary after the game. Number five, which is probably their best player, um, he just said, man, I did not see that coming. And, and – and, um, I think, you know, they expected, especially after scoring early, like, all right, here we go. Yeah, another 70 to 14 win or whatever. And it came down to the last seconds of the game, uh, minute of the game, um, where it could have gone either way. And so um, you'd love to win it. And, and we we love the fact that uh, our guys competed like crazy, but, um, you know, it didn't happen. And uh Sometime, some point, we're going to get to get get this right and make a run here. And um, you know, we gotta we gotta figure that out. That's a story for another day. But um, yeah, it was a good. Day. I noticed I was in the locker room before the game. Uh, wasn't there at halftime, so I will ask you about that. But you did have a a boxing picture up on the wall that all the kids touched when they when they walked out. What what was the uh, s- significance of that photo? Yeah, it's a photo from. Uh, Gotti Ward fight back in like 2002, which some people have said is the greatest, uh, one of the greatest fights of all time. And, and um, we watched round nine from that fight um, with some people, boxing experts, I'm no boxing expert, said is the greatest uh, round of boxing of all time. And it's just two guys just going at it and um, keep trading blows and not giving in and keep fighting. And that was kind of our theme. Uh, we actually watched that, that, that fight going into the Campbell Hall game. Uh, knowing that that's what kind of game it was going to be, and then just kind of carried that theme into this week too. Um, and our guys, yeah, they bought into that and and um, understood that it was going to be a fight, and you got to keep hitting, you got to keep getting up. Um, Mr. Drain kind of uh, did did a follow up on it in club meeting too. Uh, I'm like, you got to keep fighting. What is heart? And, and people can look at a a size of a team or a roster, and um, you can see it and you're like, oh, man, that kind of looks like you're overmatched. But what they can't see is the heart and, and how much you're willing to fight. Um, and I think you've said it before. Mr. Drain even remembered your quote, Matt, from uh, your old uh, lineup days when you said, it's not the size of the dog of the fight, the size of the fight of the dog. And um, as your favorite quote, and he, re- he referenced that too in Club and even. So that was great. But just really the the heart that our guys showed, you know, like heart of lions and, and – uh, that's what that picture meant, and that's why they tapped it on the way out. Well, Mr. Drain actually reached out to me uh, on Saturday, sent me a quick message, and I, I appreciated it. It's great seeing Coach Drain on the sideline, who who led the way for us for so many years, still does club meetings uh, with your guys. Uh, I, I wanted to share this with you because um, this was in reference to what I was saying on the pregame show about we were going to be proud of these guys. And Coach Drain said, you were definitely right about the game last night. The boys made us all proud to be from Rio Hondo. Incredible heart in a game that was the worst possible matchup for us, plus getting down 14 nothing early, but never giving up. What can you say? What a performance. Yeah, I think that um, capsulizes it perfectly. And our guys um, were warriors and um, very proud of them. Their their parents, I think, expressed, you know, I saw a few parents after the game and just how proud they are of them. And um, that means a lot because the parents, you know, know the kids the best. And, and to 
to recognize that. Um, and they were very, very, very uh, emotional, like everyone was, but but expressing gratitude towards us and the coaches for for um, guiding their sons through this and and pushing them along the way. And and um, it's great, you know, young man get to be um, you still get to be a be a boy out there playing football. You can and and do do what young men should do: go out there and hit and battle. And um, I think they recognize that that their sons need that. And the growth that came from this season is is uh, tremendous. Well, I want to I want to follow up on that because the growth is something that I think you're always going to see at Rio. No matter how good you start, you're going to be better at the end of the year. Uh, Mark, this was an absolute privilege for me to have the access that I had this year with you and follow your team. Uh, the, the Instagram videos, the, the Twitter posts, and just interviewing the kids. When I saw this team in August, uh, in in in, in practices. Um, putting the pads on for the first time. I, I think if we were honest, uh, we probably didn't expect an eight and two football team, but the growth throughout the season and last night, sentimental reasons. I went back at the very beginning of all the clips that I posted all through and I just started kind of going through them like a chapter by chapter. It was incredible to see the story of this team and the growth because in August, they were nowhere near the team that they were a couple days ago to finish the season. They have grown uh, from young boys into men uh, and just, uh, again, we can't say that I've made us all proud, but the improvement and the, and it's a tribute to the coaches as well. Your staff works so hard to get every drop of, of talent from these guys. I've been impressed and, and it's been so fun to see from August until November, the growth of the real Hondo prep cares. Yeah. Thanks, man. I think that's, um, something that we work for and, are, and we're proud of that. The fact that our players get better, um, individually and collectively as a team, and, and that's the goal. And um, turns out, you know, is a pretty pretty good uh, team. You know, um, I think seven of our ten opponents um, made the playoffs, which 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 is something. And um, our guys, you know, can't say enough about them. And they were they were buying in. They bought in from the beginning. And yeah, just to see that growth is awesome. And and uh, our young guys moving forward, it's going to be fun to watch them play and get better. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot lot left to do um, with this young group, but I want to celebrate our group uh, that we're, we're finishing with right now. I, I know it had to be devastating in that locker room after the game, I, and I usually want to do an interview with you, but I, I messaged you. I said, hey, take, take care of your guys. You know, that's more important right now, and we'll be talking Sunday. Um, I did see some photos from some parents, you know, after I'm sure a, a good uh, – uh, a, a little bit of emotions in the locker room uh tough for guys to you know dust that off and smile for photos and stuff but it was cool to see especially the seniors taking some last photos together and stuff uh i think most of us know but if if you could take us in the locker room there with just the raw emotion after a one point loss like that when you left it all out on the field yeah a lot of tears um obviously kind of dead quiet when you go in there the guys are already there uh when to get them all to the field and uh, uh get them all off the field um, a lot of emotion. Um, several guys spoke. We gave them the opportunity to speak. Um, and, you know, our thing was, hey, guys, um, as far as the emotion goes, let's let's let it all out here. Hug it out. Say what we need to say and, th and then walk out with your head held high because um, you had nothing, um, nothing but pride when you're walking out of how you played. And so they did a great job doing that, kind of getting uh, letting it out. And there was a lot of hugs, some tears. Um, 
different coaches said things, different players stood up and said things. Um, and, and, uh, that was really cool. And then they, you know, I think every guy in the, in the room hugged each other, um, expressing their gratitude towards each other, their love for each other. And they were able to, you know, um, clean up and, uh, walk out with your head held high. And so that's, that was kind of how it was that 20, 30 minutes in the locker room. Unfortunately, that, that is a really good, uh, life preparation for you because at some point in your life, you're going to go through something uh, traumatic, disappointing, and it's how you carry yourself in that moment. It's okay to release some emotions and to, uh, to man. I... <laughs> yeah, you can feel it. Yeah. And you're right there with us, Matt. And we, uh, this whole podcast thing and the, the, the stuff you do for us has made it even more special this season. And, and like you said, the category, uh, I'm sorry, the historical reference guys be able to look back on all the stuff you did, which is really cool too, because, um, it'll give them a, a, uh, lifetime time capsule of that's of this season. All you have to do is, um, go through and, and check that out. But yeah, it's, and it's a great, like you said, uh, football teaches life lessons better than any sport, uh, cause it's so real and so raw. And um, these guys can can go through life knowing that they've um, put it all on the line, and it didn't work out how you wanted to. But then you can come back and and um, move on, you know, which is which yeah. is what life life isn't easy. And um, they did that, and and taking whatever negative things come your way and, and using that. And this was again a theme for us all year. Um, anything that any negative circumstance that happens and just as an opportunity to show how mentally tough you are and how mentally strong you are. And, um, the harder it is, the, the more impressive it is when, when you can get through it and show it. So. Oh, for uh, sure. And, and, and Mark, I, I couldn't have gotten through some of the worst moments in my life without real Hondo football specifically. And, you know, having to take their uniform off for the last time. I talked to Josh Coulter about that uh, last week in the pregame show, and he got to do it with a championship like so many guys got to do. But for so many of us, you know, you, you walk off with that empty feeling and it takes a moment to realize, hey, life goes on. Um, these are some of the best moments of my life as a football player. So um, I just I just feel for those guys and being able to invest time this year, uh, watching these guys grow has been uh, such a blessing. And yeah. I just, I can't say it enough. Um, yep. I want to ask you about a few memorable moments from the season. It, it could be anything. It could be something from a practice could be, um, I don't know, a specific game a performance. Uh, if you could, if you know, kind of going down memory lane, uh, what are some of the most memorable moments from the, the 2022 season? Yeah, man, just our opener with El Monte. Um, you know, you're all, bundle of nerves going into that and you have no idea what you're going to get you're opening up this christmas present for the first time what is it and um <laughs> and to come out and, and and beat a local school like that was a lot of fun um and we're like okay we might have something here so that that was special and that was a that was a home game um the road game at boron was really fun uh anytime you go on the road you feel like you're us against the world and um i think come in uh, that bus ride and then hitting the in and out in Hesperia with everyone on the bus. It's just <laughs> better than that. I don't know what to say. Coming back from a victory together on the bus is, is so fun. And um, I'll remember that. Um, speaking of meals, our, our parents, who did an awesome job all year on the Thursday night uh, game before meals. And then the, the game day meals 
um, those Thursday night meals are always special and it's, um, those are great memories. And it's like, why do you do that? Man, that's expensive. These parents put out money for this food and, and parents that, and we know it's uh, no small expense to feed 35, 40 people. Um, but it's important, man. And it gets our kids emotionally geared up for the game. And, uh, just the fellowship, the time spent together, um, is, is that's really what we'll cherish the most. And I think, and, uh, that's what you're going to miss kind of the rhythm of the day during football season, the rhythm of the week, um, seeing all the guys from here on out going our separate ways. We'll have some contact with them in uh, uh, some way or another with, with the other sports. We'll see them around campus. You know, it's a small campus. We'll still see everybody, but the rhythm of football doing it all together uh, is what I really missed the most. Um, I thought last two weeks ago at Campbell hall was just awesome knowing that that was essentially a playoff game for us. And, um, you know, having to bounce, having to bounce back from a tough loss at Brentwood and then uh, showing out and playing a great game uh, against Campbell Hall, who looks like uh, they might, they might do some damage in division 11. They won big on uh, over La Cunada on Saturday or Friday night. So um, I think that, man, those things collectively though, it's, it's the rhythm, the time together, the fellowship, um, the, the meetings, the club meetings, that those are the greatest memories. Um, man, there's got to be some, you know, some funny moments too. Um, whether it's guys dancing in the locker room and, and after a win, which is always entertaining, or um, <laughs> funny stuff after practice, um, uh, the laughter that goes along with the season. I think that's going to be it. Uh, something I'll miss. Um, but really just being with these great group of guys and great group of coaches together um, and parents. You know, the parents caravanning to the games, um, the parents out on, on the meals, like I talked about. That's what, to me, is the most special and what we're going to miss the most. Well, Sunday mornings, of course, too, Coach, chatting chatting <laughs> with me, you know. Sunday mornings, doing the podcast. <laughs> Breaking it down. But you, you made this all possible, man. When I talked to you, but I said, listen, here's, here's the idea, and I want to – it's going to require time from you and you're already a very busy guy, uh, pregame stuff, postgame, you know, chatting, you know, on Sundays or whatever. So it's been a thrill to, to do this. This is the first of many, many years of this, uh, as long as you'll have me. And um, I, I do want to say that I think the beauty of football is the structure of it. Like tip typically some changes game Friday night. All right. So you cover Saturday, your coaches may be looking at film, your podcasting with Matt on Sunday morning, Monday, you go to work meeting Tuesday, Wednesday, or your heavy practice days, Thursday is a light day at Friday game day. Again, like there's a structure, a natural flow to it. And as you mentioned, the teamwork from everybody, not just those players, but the parents and uh, the Rio Hondo brand in general, a lot of schools do good stuff like this, but I think Rio for the sheer size of it, does it uh, is, is among the best in the business at, really having a true, true program, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and like you said, the community, the feel, uh, the family feel that we have um, is just awesome. And so um, that's really what you miss the most because even though we're all still in the same spots, now everyone's kind of doing different things. And yeah. so you, you miss that. And, um, you know, it's kind of takes everyone – takes a little time for your body to adjust and mentally to adjust. It's kind of funny. Getting out of the football rhythm, and um, but it's it's all good. I want to talk about uh, your senior class. Um, those guys <laughs> took the helmet off for the last time. Um, 
a special group, one that I will always remember as this being the first charge to keep podcast. Those guys will have that uh, badge for on forever that they were the first senior mm-hmm. class with the charge to keep podcast. So I want to talk about them. Um, uh, Cody Nelson, Zane Fruitwala, Anthony Hernandez, and and Ryan McCola. Uh, I don't think I missed anyone in there. I think those are the those are the four football players, right? Or is there another one in there? I think that's it. Right. Uh, anyway, Mark, if you could. Talk talk to me about each one of those guys. Uh, we'll start with Cody Nelson. Yeah, the um, the class itself is is uh, probably our smallest group. Um, that it, there's more kids in the class, but for one reason or another, they didn't play football. And um, Cody was actually one of those guys to start for for um, health reasons, actually, and um, was always around. Was a great manager for us, and um, but a pretty good athlete. And and uh, um, Coach Corsini, I have to credit him for really, I think, pushing Cody to play this year. And um, Cody said, I'm going to do it. And Cody was awesome uh, all year. Um, wasn't a captain, but was definitely a team leader. And uh, he, not a big guy himself, but he started at outside linebacker for us. Um, super smart, savvy player. Had a couple catches Friday mm-hmm. uh, in the um and just tough as nails, you know. He he had uh, um, an injury against Savannah, um, and he was, you know, is is kind of to his back, and he, he couldn't really walk. But he still wanted to play play that game, and we finally had to drag him off the field, like oh, Cody. And he was out there all yelling out for the team, and, and did an awesome job. And so for a guy not to play, and then to answer the call, um, really just seeing that we needed him. Um, and shows such tremendous character on his part. And he had a great season and um, uh, talked to him uh, Friday. And he says he's so glad he played and um, so happy he did it. And and um, we couldn't be any more proud of Cody. And, and you know, him, like all these guys, uh, I can say the same thing. They're going to have a great future um, in life. Cody's going to do nothing but great things because uh, we've seen the man he is and have no doubt he's going to have a great impact, uh, whatever he does in the future. Yeah, he was so much fun to watch. His family was uh, was big time supporters of him, seeing all their posts and things. Uh, just a, a guy you, you almost wouldn't believe this was his first year of high school football. He stepped in, he committed to it, and uh, he was phenomenal. He had a great, great season. Um, it was he was so so fun to watch. I tried to keep my eye close on on all the seniors, and and he was definitely one for sure. Uh, Zane Fruitwala, Mark, uh, school president, but something I noticed, uh, you know, Friday night. It's those it's those things people don't see or pay attention to. Those extra, those snaps on those extra points to tie the game and take the lead, those had to be absolutely nerve-wracking. It was cold out there. Zane's trying to stay loose on the sideline, but to go in pretty much cold, your body cold and execute those, those were so clutch. And, you know, that's just what I saw. And as well as that, um, I guess we did punt once. Do I have that correct? We, I, don't I think, think we did. You- did we? Did you punt once? Okay, I can remember. I don't know. Was there a punt? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. remember. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, that is clutch. And and Zane, I don't think Zane plays football if he goes to any other school in America. I just don't think he does. But he he comes here a guy, and if you know Zane, um, the slightest of guys, frame wise, um, um, not a big dude, um, but a great great person, and. Um, uh, I, you know, we've had some great conversations because Zane's not a starter anywhere. And uh, so 
back on the, the back end of the scout D playing free safety or whatever. And I'm running the scout D Zane and I had a lot of good talks, uh, you know, and a um, very smart guy, you know, he could probably coach football in the future if he wanted to. Um, but um, yeah. And, and, but he wanted to roll and he wasn't satisfied just being a, a scout player. And so um, we found that role for him as our long snapper and, and he did a great job at it. Um, you know, several times earning the, the coveted in and out from Mr. Clevenger for being perfect in the game. And uh, they were perfect Friday night. The one we missed was uh, on a two-point conversion that um, we went for after drawing them off sides. And um, which, man, by the way, I think that's the first time, Matt, since I've been coaching. I, I remember not getting, not getting that from the one-yard line. But yeah. so crazy. First time. But uh, yeah. Zane was was awesome all year. Um, he's a great friend to the guys, great teammate, and, and I just think the fact that he played football, he's going to be able to put that on his college application, on his letterman's jacket, a football letter, and just on his life resume. You know, like I played high school football, and he's going to be able to draw on that again, that hard work that that goes into it. He's out there hitting, he's out there running, he's out there training all year with really the no hopes of ever playing. And um, for whatever reason, we get guys to do that. And I think it's just a, a testament to the guy Zane is. And uh, nothing but love for, for Zane Fruitwala. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a great kid. Every time I got to talk to him, his his presidential speech, for him to be elected president really speaks to his character and the respect from uh, his, his classmates and uh, fellow student body. Just uh, a great story. You made some great points there. More and more, Mark, we're running into adults who didn't play high school football. And I think – uh, the country might be in a better place if more and more young men had experience playing high school football in, in any way, in any regard. So that's just my two cents there. But, uh, yeah, congrats to, to Zane on uh, on all of his great achievements. Uh, Anthony Hernandez, man, a guy that's battled adversity, a guy that finally got to play a full season. Uh, what a year he had and what an incredible kid he is. Yeah, great year. And, and to your point on, yeah, um, son's – Put your sons in high school football. Um, parents, just before I get to Anthony, yeah, it's the, the one thing we got left that kind of separates us, I feel, um, from the rest of the world is, is our young men play high school football. And so parents, whether they're at Rio, send them to Rio. But if you don't, whatever school you go to, have them play high school football. Uh, my good friend um, in Rio alum, Rob Azuzzi, he lives in South Orange County. Um, we've texted, talked all year about his son playing uh, Aliso Niguel and their season ended Friday night in a, in a one-point loss. Um, but just, you could, whether you're playing here or down in Aliso Niguel, um, playing high school football is so, so important for young men. And um, I just seen the, the growth in Rod's son, CJ, and, and the kind of young man he is um, and, and the young man he will be. And I think high school football has a ton to do with that. So little segue there, Matt, wanted to get that plug for sure. in for our uh, but Anthony Hernandez, another great um, story, two broken legs. And so essentially um, didn't play two years. And then um, we had the COVID year, which was shortened, obviously, for him, uh, for all these guys. And so not, not a lot of high school football under his belt. Um, yet he did not let that deter him, and he had an awesome senior year. And um, – I think the the play at the goal line, um, oh. where, where he that fumble 
Um, I haven't watched it again, but I'm sure if you watched it, because it looked like it, it looks like their quarterback had it on the ground. And Anthony got in there knowing that this is essentially the game. They score. It's probably going to be too much to come back from. And he wrestles that ball away, you know, fighting like a dog, I'm sure, at the bottom of that pile. And, and uh, we get it. Um, and then go down a 93-yard drive or whatever and score. It was just awesome. And so um, and that that encapsulated, I think, Anthony Anthony's career and his life in a nutshell. Been dealt some tough blows, but kept fighting. And he had a great season. Great played great at, at tight end. Um, had some big catches, not only uh, Friday night, but throughout the season. I think he was our third leading uh, scorer, maybe, in, in touchdowns. And so, um, again, not a huge dude. I think all these – these seniors, Cody, Zane, Anthony probably looked at Ryan and said, I can't do that. I'm not going to play. But um, but uh, maybe that was their thinking early on, but they did it. And and Anthony, um, again, a great young man. Um, so happy for him. And, and him. his mom was one of the parents who came up to us after the game and just expressing her gratitude and appreciation for, for what football and, and RHP has done for him. And there were some tears there that flowed back and forth between us, but couldn't be happy for Anthony. Yeah, he's a he's a great story indeed, and I, I love watching him play. Uh, you know what? He hate because he had so many injuries. Anytime he had to come out in a game, whether it was a blowout or whatever, or he was a little banged up, he hated coming off the field, and you could see it in <laughs> yeah. his eyes. On this, he was like, "Fight!" You know, or, I don't want to come off. You know, but because he had lost so much time, so just a fighter. I hope he takes that fighting spirit into his uh, his adult life, and I know he's going to be very very successful. Okay, Mark. And- two. Oh, good. Really on Anthony, and he's transformed his body physically too, um, in the weight room, and was kind of a pudgy guy, and now he's a lean, mean fight machine. So um, again, a credit to him and his his work ethic. But yeah, great, great young man. Great, great message to uh, the the RHP players of the uh, the future. Uh, now, Mark, your your final senior, the brand new all time sack leader at RHP with twenty seven and a half sacks, surpassing previous RHP great Kurt Coulter by two and a half sacks. Kurt, this is all courtesy of uh, Will Tarico and his great stat work. Uh, number forty two, Ryan McCullough, a guy that uh, I think has easily. Uh, stamped himself as one of the best players in Rio Hondo prep history. Yeah, he's, um, if not the best, he's on that list, short list. He's had so many great players. Um, and Ryan, you know, I got emotional talking about him uh, and all the seniors. But um, on Friday night after the game, you know, um, he he was at a juncture in his career where he was like, uh, man, um, should, I, should I transfer schools to better my opportunities for a scholarship? And nothing but love for his classmates, teammates, and Rio and, and all that. But um, we convinced him to stay. And um, uh, I still remember that meeting and, and can't, you know, thank Ryan enough for, for sticking around, obviously. But, um, you know, worth the price of admission, right? You'd, you'd pay yeah. double, triple I am play. And um, just the heart, you know, he's a great um, football player in the sense that he's, He's got the size, the speed, but he's got the mind. He's really smart and, and the heart of a lion, just like these other guys. And he, you know, he put us on his back uh, Friday night offensively for sure. Defensively, the style they ran kind of neutralized what Ryan does best, um, chasing people down in, in the backfield and getting the quarterbacks, those sacks you mentioned. But um, 
offensively, he just carried us. And I think everyone knew he was getting the ball in those fourth and shorts, and he still got it, um, just like he did the prior week at Campbell Hall. Um, and so, you know, I, I've talked to these coaches, these, you know, I don't know, dozens of, of college coaches, and, and they see on film how good Ryan is. Um, and, and a lot of these kids that get recruited are kind of one-trick ponies, combine guys. They're really good at one thing. And, and uh, coaches talking to a coach, not you know, last week, and they said, we love Ryan because he's a football player. And um, he's a football player. And you could, you could literally put him out um, anywhere, and he would get the job done, and, and he would do it. Um, and he's just ferocious on the field is probably the best word I can, I can think to describe him and, and a complete warrior. And he took that kind of that mantle of, hey, I know I'm going to be targeted all year by other teams. And he embraced it and um, led us every step of the way. First guy on the field, first guy out of the locker room. Um, and it's like, all right, here we go. You want us, you're going to have to get through me. And just an awesome dude. And so for all that, he's like a Jekyll and Hyde, though, because for all that level of intensity and that he kind of goes dark to the dark side when he's on the field he couldn't be a nicer more chill mellow guy on. and so um just a great dude and and uh couldn't be happier for him and the opportunities that are before him with with college football and um for his family and his his mom and dad who've been there every step of the way and um you know you have a generational player like this man it's hard to let it go and, and like man you know you wish we could have made a run because because these type of guys don't come around. But um, it wasn't meant to be. But um, the fact that Ryan is is going to get a great education and get his, his schooling paid for and play college football on TV is uh, is just going to be awesome. And we can't wait to follow his future. Um, we look forward to seeing our, our young men, what they do with their futures, all of them. But this is a football podcast. We're talking about football. And, and uh, to be able to see Ryan continue to play football is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, my eyes will be glued to uh, the TV, you know, or or I may even uh, show up at a game. We will have to pay tw two or three times the admission to go see Ryan, like you mentioned, Coach. So uh, wh wherever, uh, you know, uh, local game is, hopefully he, he gets some uh, – we'll see about scheduling in the future. Hopefully he, uh, we get a chance to see him in person, but we'll definitely see him on TV a, a bunch, I got to imagine. Um, incredible guy. And um, you could say, oh, yeah, he was there. He was – you know, he did everything for them. It was a team effort, obviously focused around him. And I was just so impressed. Not there wasn't a big headed bone in his body. The guy was so humble all year. Yeah, uh, loved his teammates and was an outstanding example of what a real Hondo prep care should be. Oop, did I lose you, Mark? Yeah, the oh. yeah the humility I didn't even mention, but yeah. Super. Well, sorry, we had some technical difficulties there. Uh, we're finishing up here pretty soon. But, Mark, you were talking about Ryan's uh, humility. Yeah, humble guy. And he uh, didn't even mention that before. But um, for all the brashness and, and, and ferocity that he plays with, he's just so humble, uh, mild-mannered off the field. Um, and he recognizes the success of last year's team in that senior class and that kind of how, how that um, really helped his recruiting. Um, being on a really good team like that. And then this year's team kept it going, right? Um, I think uh, it'd be harder if, if we were a two and eight team to go out and get recognized, you know, no one's gonna 
um, it'd be harder to get recognized, I think, that way. But but just the way they play, um, right, they're playing great football, and that, that's going to make Ryan look better too. And um, and he recognizes that. And so he recognized – he expressed that Friday night to his teammates and, and what they meant to him. And, um, you know, they're all they're all going to be able to say when they're watching him on – on, on uh, Saturday mornings on TV that, uh, yeah, I played with that guy. And um, that guy ran me over in practice, but he's a great <laughs> dude. Yeah, but that's cool. A, a proud a proud alumni uh, in the near future for sure. And, Mark, that's the beautiful thing is all four of these guys. I mentioned it last year, but this is the first time on the Charge to Keep podcast. All those guys, all those seniors, they are now – they now get to be proud members of, of the best fraternity on the planet. They are former Real Hondo Prep Football players, they are alumni. They haven't graduated yet, but um, you know what? They get to join a pretty elite gr- group of guys like ourselves, and uh, I want to welcome them with open arms. Yep, and it's a tie, a tie that will um, bind them together with themselves, those four, and then all the guys who've gone before them and all the guys who will come, and it's um, everyone gets it. Everyone recognizes how special it is to be part of that fraternity, um, very elite, small fraternity. And I think you've done a great job, Matt, um, really encapsulizing what it's all about. And uh, and um, thank you for that. But, um, yeah, these guys will have that. And really not just being a part of it, but knowing the lessons you learn and and, and uh, the um, skill set for life that you'll take with you from playing football, Ronald Prep, I think is is important as well. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And Mark, as you say, we're just getting started. Uh, I have big plans for this show next year. This was so much fun for to do this for four or five months, whatever we did. Uh, we we will start it up again next summer, uh, maybe every now and then ch- chime in and see how the, the other teams are doing or, or an update. But I got big plans. Cause I, I want to do a schedule release show. Uh, I, I want to do uh, maybe a meet the team thing where we talk to all the guys uh, before the season, you know, briefly, those little things you see at like Dodger Stadium or Staples Center, asking yeah. them, you know, random questions like you used to do in the lineup and stuff. So yeah. we're going to have some fun with this thing. I'm excited. Um, it's going to be a blast. And let me ask you that question for your program. It's tough to to look forward to right now. But when does next year start for you guys? Uh, you have basketball and other sports to go through. But when does next year's football season start? Well, they're all, they'll uh, continue lifting uh, no matter what sport you're playing. They'll continue lifting in the weight room, which obviously helps you be stronger, more explosive for other sports. Um, but the, the, the sport where strength and explosiveness is most important is football. And so um, you're ne- essentially we're training all year for football um, in the weight room, and they'll continue that two, three, t- sometimes three times a week uh, during their other sports. And um, then, yeah, just making the schedule, trying to find teams that will play us. Um, had, had a few surprising drops already that I'm not happy about, but um, uh, finding teams that will play us and making a, a good – fun schedule for us that makes sense um so that starts right away and then um you know ordering uniforms we're gonna get new uniforms for next year um that's part of it we can have a uniform release thing when those come in matt and yeah uh, I lo- oh man yeah yeah so um if you want to do that yeah we can do that so ordering uniforms getting the the uh spirit pack stuff ready you know the the shirts and shorts and all that um you got to start doing that real early so it's ready to go and then uh, the summer, which is a trip summer for us, which is going to be fun. And then uh, doing some football on the trip. We're planning to do that. So we can talk about that. That'll be fun. Um, and then moving forward into the summer and, and season. So it'll be here before you know it. 
I I don't know. Can August is it is it August yet? As soon as the game ended on on Friday, that's what all I was thinking. So, yeah. uh, lots to do before then. We will definitely do that. The uniform release, the schedule release. We're gonna make this a big. When when will the schedule be ready? Do you think? Is it like by May or June or? Um, no, it should be ready. Man, hopefully by December. Like we hopefully we have it into December or January. We'll see. Um, like I said, I'm not gonna mention it because I don't. I'll, it's not finalized yet. But said they were gonna play us, aren't playing us. And so um disappointed with that, but we'll see. And um, yeah, even Ryan's signing day, you know, December 21st, uh, that'll be fun to be there for that. Maybe if you, you can come out to that, that'll be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Will that be on campus or what? Yeah, yeah, I'll do something on, in the gym probably. Okay, sweet. Yeah, hopefully I can uh, sneak out of work and, and make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Make, make it official. Uh, Mark, this has been fun. I hate saying goodbye, but I, I do know that there's going to be a lot of charge to keep content over throughout the year. It won't be weekly like we've been doing, but uh, we'll have a break for Christmas. Maybe talk about uh, Ryan's signing day. Uh, we'll do that. And then, of course, all the things we're going to do starting in the, uh, you know, February, March, April. We'll do stuff throughout the year uh, building up for next year because the tradition continues, Mark. We never stop having that uh, charge to keep. Hey, Matt, uh, that sounds fun. And just wanted to, from all the RHP coaches, staff, uh, the players, the families especially, um, thank you for everything you've done this year. Um, it makes it real special, and it, it, it uh, totally enhances what we're doing and uh, makes it uh, feel big time for the guys, which I think is really cool. And um, at the same time, you're keeping everybody informed on what we're doing and, and promoting our brand and our program. So from all of us, uh, and especially myself, Matt, uh, your good friend, uh, brother in arms. Thank you. You're very welcome, man. We we talked about uh, RHP football decades ago and what we wanted it to visions, and and here we are doing it, maybe different than we ever thought we'd be doing it. Uh, yeah. But intertwined, intertwined. You know, God has right. a, a unique uh, way of making things happen. So thank you, Mark HCMC. One last time, signing off. Appreciate you, man, and uh, looking forward to next season. Thanks, brother. Thanks again to our fearless leader, HCMC head coach Mark Carson. Love him uh, like a brother, and just uh, it's it's been awesome to uh, get to this point together. He and I used to go to football games as he was just starting out as a as a new coach at Rio, and I was a young player. And then uh, even in, after college, into college, I should say, and going to high school football games and dreaming one day that um, the cares would be on big time stage and uh, to see the program grow and it has done so. And as he says, we are just getting started. Sad to see this season end, but uh, next year will be upon us uh, sooner rather than later. A few stats from the year that uh, Will Tarico, our eye in the sky, who's up in the press box with the headset, uh, helping uh, call the game there for Rio. He put together some stats for me that I wanted to mention. Uh, first of all, uh, Ryan McCullough, we talked about the the total sacks in his career. He is now the all-time sack leader at Rio. And I did talk to some people on the site, you know, some of the alumni. We do need to break this up into maybe different eras. Like, hey, the modern era, the A-man era. I understand some stats weren't kept uh, at certain stages, but hey, uh, Deacon Jones apparently would have been the all-time, well, one of the highest sack uh, leaders in the NFL, but they didn't keep that stat back in the day. So uh, it is what it is. Anyway, back to this year's team. Ryan McCullough, he finishes fifth all-time in career rushing yards per carry at 7.9, ninth all-time in career rushing touchdowns at 21, and third all-time 
uh, sacks in a season at 12. And again, 27 and a half for his career. He is the all-time leader. Nate Curtis, ninth all-time in receiving yards in a single season with 418. Uh, seventh all-time in yards per reception in a season uh, with 22.0 and tied for seventh all time in a season receiving touchdowns with eight. So Nate Curtis getting his name uh, among the RHP greats in the record books. And finally, Armando Carbajal, uh, our uh, starting quarterback who unfortunately was injured against Brentwood. Uh, he finished seventh all time uh, in completion percentage in a season with 53.2. So Rio doesn't throw the ball a whole lot, at least in the previous years, but Armando definitely took that uh, that aspect of RHP football to the next level with a lot of his uh, passing. Alex Mustaine had some good throws throughout the year as well. So we're excited for those guys coming back next year, especially Armando, going to be hungry, ready to go to lead this team to uh, another successful season. And that junior class, man, you guys are up now. I, uh, it's, it, it changes the guard changes quickly and, um, you go from being a lower classman, a freshman or whatever, to a senior real quick. And, uh, all of a sudden it is your senior year. I know there's basketball, there's volleyball, there's baseball still going this year and you need to enjoy all that. But keep in mind, August will be here before you know it. August is near, as I used to always say amongst my friends and teammates. So congrats to those guys who had significant seasons, Ryan McCullough, I uh, can't say enough about him, uh, you know, an incredible athlete, but an but an even better person and a strong representation of Rio Hondo Prep. And I know as he goes into college football, we will be watching closely and cheering him on uh, every snap. And I know I'm confident that Ryan is going to excel because he has that Rio Hondo work ethic. He's not going to go into a, a situation and think, oh, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm a good or, you know, stick his chest out. He's not going to go into a situation and think, uh, uh, oh, man, I don't belong here. He's going to work his tail off to belong because he does belong and he's going to be one of the best players uh, in college football over the next four years. I, I, I can promise you that because he's a team guy. He's going to do whatever it takes, special teams, uh, defense, different positions. Uh, we'll see what, what comes with him. I'm so excited about that. So uh, even, even uh, more of a reason to watch college football on Saturdays is if we needed is if we needed one. Okay. Uh, let me get to some emails from a couple of parents that I, I, I posted yesterday on Saturday, I wanted the fans to kind of give their final um, final comments to the kids and to the season. And I got some takers. I already read you uh, Steve Almond's message. And then uh, Coach Drain, as I was talking there with, with Coach Carson, I did want to read a couple of um, emails here that I received from two mothers of players on the team. One from uh, sophomore Zach Burrell, number 50. Uh, his mom wrote in, she's been very supportive of the podcast, always liking and sharing things on Facebook and things. Uh, so Mrs. Burrell, thank you so much for, uh, all of your support and to, uh, make, make, uh, give us a reason to keep putting good content out. Uh, Mrs. Burrell says this football mom is so proud of the RHP cares for all of their hard work, leaving it on the field and big hearts. The boys had a great season, but Friday's game was epic. Rio Hondo Prep who? No more. Proud football mom. That's my boy, 50. Victoria Victoria Burrell, Zachary Burrell's number 50 mom. Well, thank you very much, Victoria. I appreciate that. Um, yes, I think uh, the future is bright with this team. Zach has a very bright future. His RHP football career is halfway over. That's why, one way to look at it, right? Uh, and so you got to embrace the remaining years ahead. I know Zach's going to do great things down the road. 
Um, and uh, just this this team is full of guys that are hungry and ready to. They got a great taste of RHP tradition right this year, and so to see how quickly it can all come to an end, I think the boys are really going to work hard uh, the next year to to get back into the playoffs and to uh, to make a run. Either way, we'll be proud of them. Thank you again, Mrs. Burl, for that. Um, let me see. Our second uh, email came from Monica Nelson. Uh, Monica Kwan, excuse me. Uh, Zach, excuse me. No, Monica Nelson. Um, Cody Nelson's mother. Um, and if you saw on Friday night, the Nelson family, they had little signs made of Cody Nelson's like baby face when he was a kid and they were all holding it up. It was pretty funny to see. I think his sisters were cheerleaders or they were, they were definitely uh, using that as, as a, a cheer tool and such. So that was pretty funny to see. Uh, let me read this email from Monica Nelson. She says, I'm proud of all the young men, coaches, and others that were on the field on Friday night's game. We started my oldest in Care Youth League in 2004 and became a part of the Real Hondo Prep community in 2010. Amber, Cody, Chloe, and Kaylin have grown up running through the fields and halls of Real Hondo Prep ever since their oldest brother, Anthony, started playing there. Cody always looked up to his brother and his classmates and also his high school coaches, coaches and teams growing up. I was reminded by Will Tarico how much time, love, and commitment these coaches give to our boys after the game on Friday when he told me, told me my family that he got teary-eyed when he looked up during the alma mater and saw quote Colby's Cody's baby face during the alma mater. Uh, Will is not family by blood, but he became my children's uncle a few years ago after he coached Anthony in junior high. All the young men on the field should be so proud of the fight they put up. Because at RHP, they don't just train football players. They help us raise our boys into productive, humble, resilient, loving young men of God. These young men excel in the classroom, on the field, on the court, and probably unknowingly in the hearts of all of the young boys that they coach. So thank you to all of my son's teammates for giving him his one and only high school football season. And thank you to all of the coaches that helped Cody to get to the mindset that he needed to be in order to compete and complete this season, especially his quote, best, best friend, coach AJ for keeping that smile on my son's face with his crazy antics. And to all the parents of all these boys, thank you for going above and beyond and helping feed them throughout the season. Monica Nelson, parent of 2016 and 2021 alumni class of 2023 parent and much more. Well, thank you, Mrs. Nelson. It has been a privilege to watch Cody grow, to watch this team grow into young men and just a football season. It, it, it flies by really, as does a high school career. And I'm so glad that Cody got an opportunity to go on the field and to uh, participate in one of the greatest experiences a young man can do. And that's play high school football, but especially at Rio Hondo Prep. Um, let me gather my thoughts here for a minute, but, and in closing guys, this is, this has been an incredible season. Um, I, I do want to say that it has been a blessing to me. Um, I, I do need a break from all of the things that go uh, up in, into this and with the Christmas coming quickly at FedEx, we're going to be real busy, but, um, I, I just can't thank you guys enough for subscribing to the content, for listening, for uh, all the kind words 
Um, I, I've tried a bunch of new things throughout the past year and it, pretty much everything has been received by you guys. I appreciate the access to your young men to talk with them briefly uh, after games uh, on Sundays, whenever it was. And, and it's just been so much fun for me and, and to people my age and other alumni. I think they love hearing from these guys and seeing these guys. Keep in mind, most of the people cheering on our young men have never met them. And it, it, that doesn't matter. It, it just matters that they wear the real Hondo uniform because um, that that's a bond we all share. And it's something that will never go away. And again, to you seniors out there, I welcome you with open arms to the greatest fraternity that exists. And that is real Hondo prep football player alumni, uh, former players, I should say. It's, um, it's a special group. It's one that you uh, never get away from. It, you are always uh, one of us now, and uh, I wish you the best along in your uh, the end of your high school career as well. Enjoy that what's left of your senior year, and I thank you guys. As the the moms said right there, thank you to the players, thank you to the parents that have made this journey so incredible. And you know, we started up in the summer, and I already talked to Coach Carson there, as you guys heard. Uh, we got some great plans for this program, and I and I implore and, and encourage each of you uh, that no longer have sons playing that you will still uh, come out, support the team, check out the podcast. It won't be the same, I know, when your kids aren't in it, but um, as you have seen over the past few months and the past few years, there's plenty of parents that no longer have kids on the team that stick around, come check out games, and uh, are very big supporters of one of the best high school football programs uh, in the United States. I firmly believe that. Um, we get everything out of kids, and it's a tribute to the coaches, Coach Carson, A.J. Corsini, J.T. Parker, Dave Drain, Ed Drain, uh, Jack Van Cleve, Randy Johnson. I don't want to leave anybody out. I'm trying to go down the list here. I think I got everybody there. Uh, Will Tarico doing the great job. Devin Drain working with the junior high department, preparing these young men. Vice Principal Ixta, his uh, ongoing support of the program. Principal uh, Dr. Johnson, who's the head of the school, and just it takes an entire group of people to make this machine function and um the ability for me to do this has been a blessing just knowing that i've, I've had access to to everyone uh to, to the program to the football team the locker room uh it's been i've been able to just go go hands-on and give you guys some behind the scenes into an insight into the real hondo program i'm excited for next year i am i, I got idea i sold the uniform release we'll do an episode with that we'll do a uh a, a schedule release at some point. We'll try to uh, focus on Ryan's signing day coming up. I want to do an alumni gathering before the summer or maybe in the summer where we all kind of gather, just have some pizza maybe and, and talk about the season, raise some funds for the program. There's all kinds of things I have on my plan that on my plate that I'm starting to prepare and plan. And, and uh, this is going to be a continuation of this podcast. We won't be weekly. We might not even be monthly, but every so often there will be content out. So please, if you're subscribed, stay subscribed, spread the word. Uh, I want to make this the best high school football podcast in America. There's probably other people doing it, but I think with the alumni, with the support, the uniqueness that Real Hondo Prep is, I, I, I would put this program up against anyone as far as how it how it is run and and what you get out of kid uh, get out of kids the messages the lessons um, football is the greatest sport in the world and I am just uh, I'm honored to be a part of it um, I've had different moments in my life where I did some soul searching like direction I've I've hit a place in my life where I'm pretty happy with the direction I'm going and I stumbled upon uh, kind of circled back to my love of Rio Hondo football and just came up with this idea and started running with it and I'm. I'm, I'm incredibly happy to do it. 
All right. Well, all good things must come to an end, guys. Um, thanks for bearing with me all year. Next year, again, I'm going to do pregame shows, postgame shows, talk to more alumni, get some more outside perspective on the program. Big things ahead. But for now, this football season comes to a close. Uh, another great year for the Real Hondo Prep Cares. Thank you to every single player for representing this program, Real Hondo Prep. We used to have to say, yeah, I went to this small. Now we don't have to, as uh, who was it? Uh, Mrs. Pearl said, Real Hondo who no more. Exactly. Real Hondo Prep is known, and it's because of so many of you out there, the players that have made us proud. As us adults now go into our lives and like, oh, man, we can't live week to week anymore watching the boys play. We got to wait until August for that. Well, the content that Rio will put out on the Charge to Keep podcast will be uh, consistent and uh, there'll be plenty of storylines as we build up to another season. It's going to be a great thing. And as far as other sports go, uh, I can't quite give the coverage that I do <laughs> for with the football program. But every now and then, I'll probably tune in, get you guys some scores and things like that, or maybe some big stories that are going on. But for now, taking a breather, and uh, we'll go about uh, my life trying to, uh, trying to, I don't know, trying to fill a void. But uh, there'll be more content as we go along. Uh, my final challenge, guys, uh, to the seniors is it's been a fun ride it's town time to join the alumni climb aboard our ship as we sail off uh to the seas again and uh to go about our lives and you know what every fall we'll be back to cheer on uh we'll we'll set up anchor um and come back to watch real hondo prep football play once again and to you lower classmen you current juniors seniors uh or excuse me juniors sophomores freshmen who will be a year older next year. Uh, it's up to you guys to fortify your positions and prepare for an assault next year from all angles. It's up to you guys to defend this program. The defense of it now falls to you. Hold the line. Um, you know what? I'm sure losing by one point in a playoff game will be fuel, add fuel to the fire. As uh, Bobby, I think it was Bobby Bowden who once said, the great Florida State coach said, if you don't think little things matter, think of the last game you lost by one point. Well, Rio went down by one point in the playoffs this year. And I'm sure that will, uh, again, be fuel for the upcoming seasons and beyond. Uh, to those lower classmen who have RHP careers left, carry the torch and keep that lighthouse lit so every fall us alumni can come home from sea and enjoy a few months of living through you as we cheer for another banner to be raised from the deep river of Rio Hondo Prep. I love all of you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. The season has officially come to an end, but as Coach Carson always says, we are just getting started. Batten down the hatches. I